Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, have you ever thought about starting your own blog? Or have you wondered how people get their particular pieces of writing published on big websites like the Huffington Post? Well, we get an insider sneak peek this week in our episode of Relaunch My Life Radio with the beautiful Sarah User from Washington, D.C., who works in PR, media relations, and digital strategy, and she shares with us how to get your pieces read, seen, and shared online. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever. And a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I'm so excited to be joined here today with the beautiful Sarah from all the way from Washington, D.C., and she's going to be sharing a whole lot of powerful information with us today. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. And I'm really excited to be able to pick your brain for the next half hour in this interview and share with our listeners some really powerful tips that I know is going to help them in their, in, in their business and in their career and getting their message out there. So tell us, first of all, a bit about what you do and what your passion is in this world. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So um, a little bit about me. So full-time, I work in public relations. So I do a lot of media relations, um, you know, reaching out to the media and also dealing with media inquiries coming in. So um, my daily role is very fast-paced and busy, but um, I'm also very passionate about writing on the side. So um, as kind of a little um, side passion that I work on, I'm also a lifestyle writer. So I've been published in a few um, websites such as Huffington Post, um, Thought Catalog, Thrive Global, and a couple others. So I really kind of learned to kind of use this passion for writing and capitalize on my top skills and kind of use those skills to really get published and get noticed. Fantastic. So some big names there that you've been published in, and I'd love to get the links to those so that everyone can have a bit of a read of yeah, as well after the show. So, so then tell us about what, you know, what you really notice people who have a message to share or maybe aspiring business owners, what do you notice people do wrong when it comes to their PR and getting their message out there? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I've definitely learned is it's really important to know who you're pitching. So when I first started out, you know, I would kind of focus on the publication and their overall message, but it's really important to dig deeper and sort of look into the editors you're targeting and maybe um, look at their past articles or kind of the specific topics they cover. I think it's important to go beyond just general um, concept of a certain publication and really dig deeper. And then by doing that, you can really target um, a little closer and that really increases your chance of um, reaching them with your message. So do a little bit of stalking behind the scenes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what, what then is it, what's the world like for the editors? I mean, do they get inundated with, with annoying requests or is it fairly quiet and they're, they're waiting for people to actually approach them with these sorts of targeted ideas and stories. Yeah, 
I think it's a little bit of both. So, you know, they definitely get so many messages a day that they really, um, one thing I've definitely learned is that editors kind of get so many subjects they see and they really are only going to go to the subject line that really catches their eye. So the subject line is super important. Um, and also in terms of, along with being a catchy subject line, it's also really important to kind of provide value to them. So kind of going beyond just, you know, oh, this is an interesting topic, but really kind of servicing them and being like, you know, I can provide this. Um, I'm happy to um, provide information and um, coordinate interview, things like that. So really just making their job easy for them is really important. So instead of just sending, you know, a bunch of stuff and be like, are you interested? More like actually have a plan and say, you know, I have this information. Um, I'd love to provide this for an upcoming story. Just make it easy for them. And then they're much more interested to, it's really, um, it's more likely to really reach them and garner their interest. Beautiful. Yeah. So then let's backtrack a little bit. You talked a bit about how important the subject line is and that's crucial. And I know a lot of my listeners have either thought about starting a blog or they've just started a blog and that's really important. So what can you share around subject lines and maybe some some quick tips around what people can do to to improve that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with the subject line, you know, um, going back to being catchy, I think if it's just something basic that... um, doesn't really catch their eye. So if there's like a topic that you're um, focused on, I think you can really, you know, even if you include like a pun or like something that's just kind of um, goes beyond just the original subject that, um, so if you're talking about, I don't know, relationships or dating, if you just say like the next, um, you know, relationships and dating um, tips or something like that, that won't really resonate as much as something that's really kind of like a funny quote or a funny pun or something like that. And I think those really will catch their eye more and be like, oh, you know, this looks like something I'd be interested in. And that's kind of what I do in my articles is do something that's a little more catchy rather than just kind of going um, along with the norm and sort of the kind of ideas that people hear um, again and again. I think you're so right. And I mean, I've even noticed that people will share articles and they maybe haven't even read the content of the article, but just because the the subject line is catchy or it yeah, proves a point, exactly. I'll share it just to back up that fact. So I'd For certainly sure. agree with that. This is cool. We're only like five minutes in and you've already given our listeners some really powerful insights and tips. And so, you know, it, is there a particular category that you specialize in? Like, well, tell us a bit about your, your blog and your lifestyle blog and then what you're doing in that area then. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my primary focus is really um, millennial culture and lifestyle. So I myself am a millennial and um, I try to really target on topics that are of particular interest to millennials. So for instance, going back to where I mentioned as a reference, um, dating, um, you know, modern relationships, very different from um, relationships in the past, like our parents' age. Um, And then also, you know, starting your career, tips for growing in your career, personal development, things like that, that are just, um, kind of relevant to, um, this particular age where you're still figuring things out, you know, certain people are at different stages of life than you, and it might be difficult for you to kind of, um, relate to others. So it's kind of just, what I try to do is try to touch on these topics that are really relevant to that particular audience. And, um, and that's kind of what I do with my articles is really just make sure that I, um, mention topics that people, of that age would be interested in. 
Beautiful. And okay, can you clarify then with millennials, what is the cutoff? So what's the age gap? Because I've read a few different reports and at one point I thought I was a millennial and now I just feel way too old. <laughs> so what's the, the the definition of a millennial then for our listeners? Yeah, to be honest, I've heard many, many different variations of it. Um, and I think what happens is sometimes um, people just call millennials as people who, you know, are young. And I think people kind of just regroup them and don't actually know the ages. But um, technically it's, um, I believe, ages 22 to 37. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm in there. But, you know, a lot of people listening to our podcast probably are, are not and they're in the, the sort of the next level up. And I think that right. that's really interesting because the internet, you know, in the last five to 10 years, it's changed media and PR so quickly as well. And and what have you really noticed around what people are consuming and what what's changed compared to, you know, before the internet was just this mammoth beast where there's just so much content being consumed and produced every day. (laughs) So, you know, how does that change the way then individuals need to put their message out? Yeah, absolutely. I think social media has, um, to your point, really had a huge influence on the way that, um, content is consumed and shared. Um, and especially shared, you know, um, social media is really, how people kind of gain their influence these days. Um, so really, for instance, for me and for um, our listeners, you know, if you're blogging, um, it's very important to, you know, share on social media and really be active on your social media channels. And, um, you know, a blog is a great start, but also really promoting that blog. And for instance, what I do is I share my articles on multiple platforms, like for Instagram, I share I'll do like a picture quote and share on my stories and things like that. I'll tweet my articles. I'll share on my Facebook page. So pretty much all avenues. And um, really social media has had a huge influence on the way that people share articles because, um, you know, you see something on your Facebook news feed, you're interested, you check it out. Um, it's just a, a completely different avenue of sharing and um, really promoting the message. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I think people just need to embrace. I think, I mean, in Australia, we have this saying of a tall poppy syndrome where it's where people don't want to stick their head out and stand out too much because they're afraid of getting their head cut off, you know, and being judged Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, I spend a lot of time in America and I really feel so much more confident when I'm over there because everyone's just out there kicking it you know and and going for it it's such a different culture and so I think you know for people that are listening if they feel like oh but I don't want to bombard people with things like if you believe in your message then you have a duty to make sure as many people hear about it as possible and if you don't believe in it then maybe you know it's not the right thing to be talking about or writing about so I think get, get get across all the platforms and if you don't use Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or that sort of thing, you know, it's really important to be educating yourself and and getting across those so that more people can reach you and find out about you. So that's very cool. So let's step back then to the, um, you know, knowing who you're pitching and finding more about the editor and really making their job easy. So what it sounds like is, you know, PR and when you're wanting to get say an article. So say someone's got this dream that they want to get an article placed in the Huffington Post, for example, they want to almost sell their, their article and their blog to the editor. So it's more of a sales pitch and, and really getting that across rather than here's some great content, please see the value in it. It's really a, a matter of valuing it yourself and, and putting that yeah. pitch across to the editor, right? Absolutely. 
Mm, okay, good. And so then, so what other sort of tips can you give our, our listeners to you know, writing and, and the sort of articles that you've noticed, aside from the catchy title, like what sort of things within the content of what they're writing is, is really powerful and are you noticing is being picked up? Sure. So um, a couple um, tips that I have. Um, first, it's really important to sort of weigh in on hot topics. For example, um, you know, things that you hear about lately in the media, things you see a lot on social media. It's really important to pay attention to what's being talked about, what is really resonating with people, and then kind of providing your value there. So for example, um, one trend that's really big right now is, you know, taking care of yourself, the self-care, self-love kind of trend. So for instance, I'll write about that in some of my articles because that's a popular topic right now. So if it's kind of, if you focus on issues and topics that people are really talking about and are really, you keep seeing come up again and again, I think that is um, always valuable because you're weighing in on something that is popular, people want to hear more about. Um, so that's some, that's one tip that I think would be um, very useful in terms of the content you're producing. Definitely. Okay. And so then can you tell us a bit about like a typical day in the life as a PR media relations consultant living in Washington, DC? Like it sounds like a really fast paced job. Like what is, what is your day to day like? Yeah, absolutely. So it, um, it is definitely fast paced. Um, it is one of those jobs where every day is different, um, which can definitely keep it interesting. So since I, um, have a wide variety of clients, um, with, varying needs. You know, there's, I'm kind of jumping from one project to the next. Um, so on one side, I have the media relations side where I'm doing media pitching, um, trying to get my client in the media. So going back to where we were talking about pitching for ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, it's really pitching for other clients. So really putting that industry in front of the media and, you know, getting them, getting them noticed. So really the PR side kind of balances out with my writing side as well. Um, and then along with the media relations side, um, I also do um, a little work with digital strategies. So that's kind of where we'll redesign client websites. So I work with our digital team and I'll do some of the content writing there. So um, my role is very twofold where it has the traditional PR side and then also the digital side, which incorporates um, social media as well. And that's why I guess it's so fast paced because it's just constantly changing and <laughs> there's yeah, always new absolutely. things Absolutely. So then, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about websites then and, and what then you've noticed with the digital strategy, especially, you know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast, they're aspiring coaches, they really mm-hmm. want to make a difference. Maybe they want to build a website that has uh, products that people can buy, like meditation audios or bits and pieces like that. So what sort of strategies do you recommend or, or what sort of things do you suggest for people getting started on a new website? Sure. So um, I think one of the most important um, things starting out is to really know your audience. And um, I think this can be difficult at first because even if you have a general idea of your audience, it's important to actually micro-target that. So sometimes, you know, if you're targeting, you know, young women, even going a little farther into that and seeing, you know, young 